No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see how God gives Moses instructions for celebrating the first Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's one of the most beautiful pictures of Christ in the Old Testament. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 12 on Simply the Bible. Exodus 12 is one of the most important chapters in the Bible. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. The month of Nisan corresponds with March-April on our calendar. Later, they would make a civil calendar in which the new year, Rosh Hashanah, would be during harvest time in September-October. But Nisan was the first month on the religious calendar. This marked the birth of Israel as a nation. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. On the tenth of the month, every man was to take for himself a lamb for his household. And if he had a small household, he could share it with his neighbor. But each person needed to participate in this sacrificed lamb. One lamb was shared among everyone in the household. Their salvation would also include fellowship with one another. The lamb was to be whole, sound, and without any blemish or defect. God would only accept the best. For four days, they would watch the lamb. This was to ensure that it was without blemish. Certainly, this intimacy would impress upon the Hebrews the cost of their deliverance. It was slain between the evenings of the fourteenth and fifteenth days. Verse 7, And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. They would take some of the blood of the lamb and spread it above the door and on the two side posts of the doorway. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover." This was the original fast food. They weren't to leave any of the lamb until morning. It was to be roasted in fire. 
the fire speaks of the judgment that was needed for them to be saved. They were to eat it with unleavened bread, the bread of haste, and with bitter herbs to remind them of the bitterness of bondage in Egypt. And they were to eat it with a belt on their waist, sandals on their feet, and a staff in their hand. In other words, being ready to go. They were to have as much exuberance leaving Egypt as my children used to have leaving home to go to Disneyland. This was the Lord's Passover, meaning that he commanded it. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. The death of the firstborn was judgment against the Egyptians and against their gods. The lamb's blood would be a sign for them on their houses. The Hebrew word for sign can also be translated a distinguishing mark. As the Lord would come to execute judgment, he would see the sign of the blood on the house indicating that the penalty of sin had already been paid and he would pass over that house. But God said, The blood shall be a sign for you. While death was all around them and the wailing of the Egyptians could be heard, the blood in their doorways would be the sign to them that they were secure and didn't need to be afraid. Verse 14, So this day shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. This feast would be a memorial for every generation. In this way, the people would never forget what the Lord had done in delivering them from the bondage of Egypt. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. Along with Passover was the seven-day feast of unleavened bread. On the first day they had to remove all the leaven from their homes. Every crumb, every sourdough starter, no leaven. Leaven in the scripture, is a picture of evil. Then they were to eat this bread of purity for seven days. God was so adamant about this that anyone eating leaven during this feast would be cut off from Israel, probably meaning that they would be excommunicated from the community and privileges as God's chosen people. On the first day, there shall be a holy convocation, and on the seventh day, there shall be a holy convocation for you. No manner of work shall be done on them, but that which everyone must eat, that only may be prepared by you. And on the first and seventh days, they would have a sacred assembly and do no work except to prepare their meals. So you shall observe the Feast of Unleavened Bread. For on this same day I will have brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as an everlasting ordinance. They entered Egypt as a family of seventy. 
but they exited Egypt a nation of two to three million. Verse 18. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. For seven days no leaven shall be found in your houses, since whoever eats what is leavened, that same person shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is a stranger or a native of the land. You shall eat nothing leavened. In all your dwellings you shall eat unleavened bread. God gave these instructions to Moses, and now Moses told the people. Verse 21, Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves, according to your families, and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. Once they were inside where they were safe and secure from the death angel, they were not to go outside until morning. Of course, if I heard all the wailing of the Egyptians outside, you wouldn't have to remind me to stay in the house. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. And you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. It will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord will give you, just as he promised, that you shall keep this service. And it shall be when your children say to you, What do you mean by this service? That you shall say, It is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. So the people bowed their heads and worshipped. Then the children of Israel went away and did so, just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. The spontaneous reaction of the people of hearing the good news of their salvation from death and from the bondage of Egypt was to bow their heads and worship God. Then they did everything the Lord commanded them through Moses. Now, I said at the beginning that I think this is one of the most important chapters in the Bible. Why do I say that? Because it all points to Jesus Christ, who is our Passover lamb. First, we see that the Egyptians and Hebrews alike were all under the sentence of death. If they didn't do anything, their firstborn would die. Likewise, we are all under the sentence of death because of our sins. Second, the only way for anyone to be spared was by applying the blood of the lamb to the doorway of their homes. Likewise, the only way for us to be saved is by applying the blood of Christ by faith to our hearts. Third, we see that they could only offer a lamb without blemish. Jesus is called the Lamb of God over 30 times in the New Testament. He was a lamb without blemish, for he never sinned. Fourth, as with the Passover lamb, each person must personally apply the blood of the lamb. We cannot receive the provision of the Lamb as a nation or as a city 
we must choose to receive it each as individuals. And fifth, as with the Passover lamb, the blood of Christ applied by faith to our hearts is a sign of security to us. When the judgment of the Lord came, it did not matter how good you were. If you were in a house that had the sign of the blood, then you would be spared. Likewise, your salvation has nothing to do with how good of a person you are. It has everything to do with the goodness of the one who took your place and whose righteousness has been imputed to you. Hearing the cries of the Egyptians, many Hebrews were no doubt fearful. But if the blood was on the doorposts, they would be saved regardless of how they felt. Likewise, it doesn't matter how you feel. According to God's word, the blood applied to your heart by faith will protect you from the wrath to come. On the other hand, if you don't have the blood applied to your heart, then nothing else will save you. So, the question we must all ask ourselves is this. Have I applied by faith the blood of Jesus Christ to my heart? You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see that after living in Egypt for 430 years, the children of Israel finally make their exodus. It's a picture of the freedom we enjoy when God delivers us from the bondage of sin. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.